Maintaining your own identity and purpose when it's all about the pilot. What is it about the public that makes so many swoon about a pilot? They ask a million questions. They can't seem to get enough. And maybe it's just the thrill of flight itself and the thought of being in that magical office environment as a job, 30 to 40,000 feet above the ground. Whatever the case, as the pilot wife and family, it can seem like your own identity can get lost. Welcome to show number 21 of the Pilot Wife Podcast. Welcome to the Pilot Wife Podcast, your ongoing checklist for navigating your best life as a pilot wife and aviation family. I'm your co-captain, Jackie Elmer. I've been a pilot wife for over three decades and can't imagine any other lifestyle. On the show, you'll hear stories, experiences, tips, advice, interviews with other pilot wives, pilots, aviation professionals, non-revving and travel experts also on this journey. Yes, it's a mixed bag of goods, but what life isn't? I'm here to bring you the best that the aviation life has to offer. If you have a topic suggestion, a story to share on the show, details are at the end. And if you want the Pilot Wife Survival Guide and Checklist, go to pilotwifechecklist.com. Now, stow your baggage, strap in, and let's unpack the Pilot Wife life. Welcome to the show, whether this is your first time listening or you are a new listener or you've been a longtime listener. I'm so grateful for the reception that this show has received. We're at well over 5,000 downloads in less than two months. We've gotten some really great feedback. And so now I'm going to pander a little bit more for some rating and reviews, and I'm going to offer a bribe for you if you'll head on over to your favorite way of listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen. If you will send in a review, that means more than just that five-star rating, but I appreciate that too. An actual review, take a screenshot of that, email it to me at Jackie at pilotwifepodcast.com, and your name is going to go into a drawing for a Pilot Wife Podcast wine tumbler can also be used as a coffee mug. You can choose from hot pink with lips and or a sleek black color with no lips and just our logo. So again, go to your favorite app, give us a rating, give us a review, and I definitely appreciate that. Now let's talk about some upcoming shows. I have a two-part interview series with a male and female relationship coach couple. I know them personally, and it is a great show. I can't wait for that one to drop. I have a commercial pilot and career coach. That's another two-part episode. There are loads of nuggets and great info coming for anyone who's not yet landed that end goal lifetime pilot job. That's coming. You're going to love that. I have a show with four female divorce attorneys out of California, not to focus on the negative. Don't want to make it about that, but it's part of life. And it's a question that's been asked how to um, set yourself up for success all the way around from the beginning. And I know I'm a believer that if you prepare for the worst and hope for the best, very often you get the best. So that's coming. We're going to have a show on wealth management and ideas for women, as well as pilot families in general, for how to prepare and save and set up 
set yourself up for success from day one, got non-rev and traveling adventures coming, and more interviews with people just like you. And speaking of you, I'm looking to interview a group of pilot wives from Spirit, Delta, United, Frontier, Southwest, Envoy, Endeavor, Alaska, corporate, military, anyone who's not yet heard their company or their particular type of flying profiled, I want to talk to you. So if you're game and you'd be open to finding two to three others in your same genre, um, you're with your same company for just a coffee chat talk, go to ask pilotwifepodcast.com complete the form this only goes to me and it just helps me keep it organized i will contact you directly from that we'll set up a time to either chat briefly about what the show consists of um, we'll schedule a time through that and then i'll send you ahead of time questions um, just so that we can stay on track all right so with that let's talk about how one maintains a personal identity and a sense of purpose as an aviation family. So just a little bit on me, if you haven't listened, show number two, the first, the second episode, I actually share a little bit. It's, it's about 11 minutes, 10 minutes, 45 seconds, but I share a little bit of my background. And I was in aviation before I married my pilot. So I had a background already in the profession, five years, I think, before I actually got married. Um, so I had some experience and some background in aviation. Um, so I never felt like my identity with aviation was tied strictly to my pilot. Now, as I've gotten older and been involved in the profession as long as I have and have met other people, that question has come up a lot. And especially when I started putting out there for the podcast, what do you want to hear? Uh, what type of information are you looking for? That question came up several times. You know, how do I maintain a sense of identity, especially with all the different hats that we wear? Now, I know for me, um, I mentioned at the very beginning, you know, the 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 um, mystique, I suppose it is, the bit of magic. I mean, I still call it PFM for me, aviation. I still love a window seat. I still love to watch every takeoff, every landing. I love to look out um, when we're up above the clouds and imagine stepping out onto that magical puffy carpet of white. It, to me, it's just still very amazing. I've had the opportunity to be in the cockpit for um, takeoff landing and soaring high up there. And I can see where the thrill definitely comes in. I mean, it's, there's, it's definitely magical. And a lot of people, not everybody, some people will listen to this podcast and think, I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm not in any way enthralled with the pilot you know, profession or any of that. But for some people, they are. So I get that. Now, my family was intrigued when I started dating a pilot, especially my brother. He is actually a construction engineer, but he truly should have been an aerospace engineer. I remember as a kid, he would draw uh, pictures of airplanes and just really fine, intricate work. And this was way before I ever even knew or thought of being in any type of aviation myself. And he's always been a wannabe pilot and honestly still would like to get his pilot's license. I think he should do it, but that's his call. Um, but for me, I was 20 when I started in the profession. So my early days, really my early adult years, most of my friends were involved in aviation. We were ticket counter, we were reservations, we were flight attendants, we were pilots. 
you know, we were that small community airline, regional airline that ultimately went on to the majors, but our friends, the people that we hung around with were all aviation. So we talked about it all day, all night, every party, all the time in the break rooms probably got really boring for other people. Um, so I was familiar with that. Now, it was interesting when we ultimately moved for my husband's first venture with a major airline, we moved to Phoenix and my neighborhood was interesting. Uh, there were, we, we had one person who lived in our cul-de-sac who actually worked Gates and Ticket Counter for American Airlines. So we had that affiliation. Her husband worked on the ramp for America West Airlines at that time. And, um, and because Phoenix was a major hub for America West as well as Southwest, we lived in a neighborhood that had a lot of aviation people in it. So again, it wasn't that unusual for people. Now I had one neighbor who was quite the whiner and she didn't like our airline and liked to constantly bash it and talk about lost luggage and delayed flights. And this was way before social media, but we would get together for block parties and it seemed like she always figured out a way to trash talk our airline, which I always thought was kind of interesting. I'm not really sure what the point was, but anyway, I just learned to let it roll off my back and just say, wow, you know, I'm sorry that happened to you. Um, you know, call customer service, write a letter. This is back when you wrote a letter, you can just tweet somebody and you know, it, it just was what it was, but you know, a lot of weird questions. I, I say weird, but you know, a, a question that's often asked and some of you will roll your eyes and laugh and know exactly what I'm talking about, but you know, what's your route? Um, where do you go? You know, the, what's your route was always the interesting one. Cause it's like, well, it changes all the time. And, you know, people didn't, don't understand. Many people don't understand the lifestyle. They don't understand a month to month schedule and only knowing maybe two weeks ahead of time, what you're going to be flying the next, you know, at the beginning of the month, a lot of people don't understand that. And they don't understand the whole way the business model works. You know, it's a 24 hour a day, seven day a week, 365 day a year operation. It's a profession that never sleeps. Some airports never close down. I can remember way back in the early days, um, a 4.45 AM shift, you know, and that's nothing now. We, I can't remember how late we stayed open, but you know, there's 24 hour shifts. If you're in scheduling reservations. I mean, there's so many aspects of it that are a 24 seven operation and certainly the flying part of it with red eyes, you know, all nighters, all that type stuff. It's a 24 seven business. And a lot of people don't understand that. So how do you personally maintain your sense of identity? Well, first of all, um, what do you do currently when you're asked those questions, when it seems like the conversation always wants to go back to the pilot, how do you handle that? The first thing you have to do is begin to process your own thoughts around it. What comes up for you when you begin to get asked those questions? Are you happy to discuss it? Are you irritated? Are you frustrated? Are you overwhelmed? Do you not want to discuss it? Think about your own. So process first your own thoughts around it. Now, for me, again, I loved being part of an aviation family, so I never had a problem talking about it. I could answer people's questions and I knew enough about the profession and the way everything worked just from my own background with it that I had an easy time talking about it. And I never resented it just because it kept me connected. Even when I left the profession myself, I was still very connected to it. Um, I grew up 
in the in the aviation world as a travel agent first working on saber the computer system so i could talk about saber saber reservations there was a lot about it i knew um even at the airport i mean i worked on it at the airport too but i knew the ins and outs of it very well probably better than a lot of airline people only because i also had a background with the travel agency side of it. So it gave me a really well-rounded perspective of a lot of that. So there was a lot that I could talk about. Um, and I understood connections. I understood stuff from both sides, from the travel agency side, as well as the airline side. And I always felt like that gave me a bit of an advantage. So because of that, and that's not to say I knew everything, but it did give me an advantage with having some of those conversations. Now, at the same time, I'm a very connected, busy person. I've never allowed myself to get bored. I have many interests, sometimes too many. Um, you know, even growing up, I was involved in every club that was possible, and I've kind of been the same my whole life. So the human experience itself fascinates me. I love hacking my own thoughts, doing a lot of brain work, thought work, um, neuro-linguistic work, programming, just figuring out how the brain works, how it fires, how to re rewire the way that we think about things. So that's a big part of what I've done and worked on for over 20 years, honestly. Um, so I love hacking my thoughts. I love hacking my experiences, my body and fitness, my performance in business and a career. And I'm a peak performance and mindset coach now. I've coached on business and social media, digital marketing. I've helped companies get set up. I'm a marketer. So I have a lot of experiences and background that I don't have a problem talking about and have always had a very strong identity around that. I've traveled a lot with that particular profession. So I think really more than anything, it's important for you, each of us, um, to get really clear on who we are. Who are we as a person? So I'll cover a little bit more of that as, as we go through. But one of the things that I want to have you do, if you're able to, and it'll be in the show notes, but just write down STEBAR, S-T-E-B-A-R. S stands for situation. T stands for thoughts. E stands for emotions or feelings. B stands for belief. A stands for action. And R stands for results. So this is a process that I work myself through anytime I'm feeling anxiety or frustration or I'm making up a story about something. And when I say these things, that's a big part of hacking my own thoughts and my own experiences over time. I've learned to become a critical thinker of my own mind, uh, starting with awareness and then curiosity around what it is that that's making me, why that thought is coming in and what that's based on. Uh, is it true? There's so many different things. And there's a whole other section for that. And in the show notes, I will uh, direct you to some of my coaching and some different things that I already have in this area that works on mindset and thought processes. But here's the thing. We all have situations. Situations are the facts. Those are those things that we don't change. They can be proven in a court of law. So it, an example of a situation is you're at a party and the person you're introduced to, all they want to do is talk about the pilot's career. That's a situation. It can be proven in a court of law. That's what they're asking you about, right? The next part of it is your thought, your thought around that. Okay. So your thought is either, oh, 
this is interesting. I'm looking forward to this conversation or your thought could be, oh, this is annoying. Why does this always come up? Whatever it is, you have a thought around this situation. Every thought that we have creates some type of emotion within us, a feeling and emotion. Feeling is typically what we feel in the body. Emotion is um, how we experience it in the body, if that makes sense. So we have an emotion or a feeling around that thought. And again, it could be annoyed, irritated, curious, interested, excited. There's a lot of emotions and feelings that could go along with the situation of somebody wanting to make it all about the pilot, where you feel like every time you're in the situation, your identity is combined with theirs. Now, from that emotion and over time, when we have that thought over and over and those emotions and feelings over and over, something that happens often is that a belief is formed. Now, we all have beliefs. Many of those are limiting beliefs. Many of those are negative beliefs. And a lot of those start in childhood. The I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not confident. Um, Why would they pick me? Who would listen to me? Um, Who do I think I am to do this? Most of us have those from childhood in a lot of different ways. And many of us have chosen to become aware of that and work through that. But those beliefs create actions within us. So that action will either to be, so in that situation of everything being about the pilot, being about their identity and not yours, often an action that can be triggered is to um, not put ourselves out there in an environment where we we would be in a social setting, where we would be in in a place where um, we talk about that, or we could get sullen and withdrawn or leave the party or whatever it is. It creates an action that we take, which ultimately creates a result. And that result could be Um, the feeling that nobody wants to hear about me, or I stopped putting myself in social situations, or I stopped telling people um, what my husband does, or, you know, different things like that. So Steebar, I want you to think about that. And again, in the show notes, I will have some details for you. Situation, thoughts, emotions, beliefs, actions, and results. So again, the key is processing your own thoughts and feelings and emotions around any situation. This is key. And then beginning to answer some questions for yourself. Who am I? And when I ask that question, or who are you, however you want to hear that, I don't mean all of the labels that you have, right? Not who are you in terms of just your career, your job, or a mom, or whatever, but who are you without all the other labels? Who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Who are you as a partner to your pilot? And then who are you in regards to all those other hats that you wear and the labels that you, quote, accept for yourself? And I say the labels that we accept for ourselves because that's the reality. Accept is a very big word worth considering. What are you accepting? How are you personally labeling yourself? And how are you personally allowing others to label you? Now, it's interesting. I recently interviewed Peyton Garland in her book, um, Not So By Myself. 
Uh, that was episode number 20, the one right before this one. Go back and listen to that one. But as you listen to that particular one, you'll hear Peyton, who shares very authentically and vulnerably her own story of um, insecurities and anxiety once her husband left, once he left his 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 job that she he had when they got married as a sales rep for the Atlanta Falcons to pursue his dream of being a pilot and what all that meant for her and, and that many hats that she wore and the um, situation she was in, the thoughts she had around it, the emotions it brought up, the actions that it created for her, the beliefs and the actions, and then the results. So her story is a great example of choosing to move herself outside of that, that situation. The situation didn't change, but she moved herself outside of the thought of being stuck, of, of all the different labels that she was accepting for herself. So what are you currently accepting? Now, um, as I record this, it's January 2022, the start of the year. And if you will go to newyear.pilotwifepodcast.com, newyear.pilotwifepodcast.com, you will find my New Year's guide. I recommend that you download that and actually do the exercises. The only way we gain clarity around who we are currently make some decisions around who we want to be, and then start taking those action steps to show up as that person is by getting very intentional with it, not giving it lip service. And I say that pointing the finger back at myself. I'm a person who can talk a great talk a lot of the time, but once I started getting really intentional every single year and planning out the year, planning out my life, planning out what I wanted all of that to look like, things totally changed for me. So as I've said before, you have to pilot your own craft, so to speak. You are ultimately the one in charge of charting your flight plan, choosing your destination, knowing how to course correct through turbulence and keeping your passengers. And I always like to say that would be the rest of your family, your pilot, along with yourself, safe, as comfortable as possible, and that definitely means taking care of you too. As they say, and there's no better analogy than the aviation one, please secure your own oxygen mask first before assisting others. And that's the goal all the time, to be your own putter honor, if you will, of your oxygen mask. Do you have a career? Do you love it? Do you have a passion, a purpose, and a mission? Now, keep in mind, those three things do not have to be related to a career, to income, or money. Maybe your passion is working um, in a, a dog shelter. Uh, maybe it's rescuing puppies. Maybe it's working with children. Maybe it's volunteering through your church. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be related to money. But they're, they're important questions to ask yourself. Do I have a passion? Do I have a purpose? Do I have a mission? These are very important questions to ask, to answer, and to pursue. Now, it can be challenging when we get buried under the roles of wife, mom, daughter, caregiver, PTA person, you know, a t-ball coach, whatever it is, we all have those hats that we wear and those labels that we put on. It's just important 
to know that we get to choose where we're going to put our focus and energy. Yes, we can be pulled in all different directions. You can't stop being a mom. I'm sorry. You just can't. Um, But we can let go of those things that don't serve us well. We can take care of ourselves. And I know for women, we can often have this tendency to put ourselves absolutely last. We can make up that excuse. I don't have time. I always put myself last. It seems like there's always time for everybody else but me. Why? Why is that? And is it true? It may be true, but again, that's a choice. It's a choice you're making and choosing to keep as a truth in your own life. Remember this, people will rise up to the level of expectation that you set for them regarding you and your boundaries and what you need to do to take care of you. And you will rise up to the level of the expectation that you set for yourself too. What's the worst that can happen if one afternoon you decide to put yourself first? What's the worst that can happen if one afternoon a week you chose to put yourself first or one morning or one evening? What if you joined a hiking club and said, once a week, this is the date that I'm going hiking. Find childcare if you need to. These are all things that can be done when we make it a priority, when we get clear on who we are, who we're becoming and who we want to be, and we work to maintain that identity, that sense of purpose and passion and mission for ourselves. I love the quote by Eleanor Roosevelt. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. No one makes, and again, I got air quotes here, no one makes us think, feel, or act in any specific way. We choose it willingly every time. We may be mad about it. We may tell ourselves it's not the choice we want to make, but if we're choosing it, then it kind of is the choice that we want to make. So some other questions to begin to ask and answer for yourself. What do you love about your identity that's connected to aviation, that's connected to your pilot? How can you communicate that first to yourself and then to others? How can you develop a conversation when you feel like everything comes back around to the identity of the pilot or you as a pilot wife or spouse or partner? And then how can you take steps to shift that to those areas that identify your passion your purpose, and your mission. Sometimes it starts just with being curious about other people or even asking, why do you ask so much about um, the pilot life? What, What is it about it that interests you? Get people talking about their interest in that. Very often you will find that turns the table and they will come back to you and ask you more about you. So you want to role play a lot of this for yourself. Have fun with it. Be light with it. And know that you get to create you every second of every day. It's all a choice. And so you have to be very clear first and foremost on who your identity is, what your passion is, what your purpose is, and what your mission is. And it's fluid. For most of us, that's a very fluid thing. It will change in and out over time for the rest of your life. Maybe you're not a parent yet, but you're going to be. Maybe you're in the midst of 
parenting toddlers. That's a different role than you'll have when they get into school. It's a different role they, that you'll have than when they become teenagers and start to drive and go off to college and then ultimately become empty nesters and then uh, maybe become a grandparent like I recently become, which is pure joy. Like everybody says, everybody tells you how much fun that is. It is. You get to love them and leave them. And it's a great thing. You get to spoil them and then step away. All that good stuff. So those are some thoughts that I have to leave you with today. If you have any questions or comments, I would love to hear those. As always, you can go to ask.pilotwifepodcast.com. There's a little speak button there where you can actually leave me a message. Um, it's very self-explanatory, or you can fill out the form and respond back. You can comment a lot of different places. I would love to hear from you on your thoughts around your identity, who you're showing up as, and who you want to show up as. So don't forget to go leave your five-star rating and a review. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I want to enter your name into the drawing for the Pilot Wife Podcasts swag, the fun wine tumbler. You can email a copy of that, just a screenshot to Jackie at pilotwifepodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing on the show, grab the Pilot Wife Checklist at pilotwifechecklist.com. And if you have a topic suggestion or a story to share on the show, go to ask.pilotwifepodcast.com. Share the show with any pilot wives, military wives, or anyone in aviation you know who might share and benefit from this similar experience. I'll see you on the journey.